and welcome to the official podcast of the Irish Association of Speech and Language Therapists, the IASLT in conversation. Today we are talking to Siobhan Ward-Lynch, Senior Speech and Language Therapist and Practice Tutor based in Letterkenny Primary Care Centre. Siobhan is the 2023 winner of the SLT Support and Mentor Award from IASLT. Siobhan is described as an asset to the SLT department, the students who are on placement in Donegal and to the SLT profession as a whole. She acts as a mentor to both colleagues and students nationally and works tirelessly to obtain student placements while balancing a full-time post with a master's degree in digital health transformation, which Siobhan has just told me that she recently finished. So congratulations on that. So today we're going to talk about Siobhan's career to date, her extensive work in student placements and her studies. So thank you so much for joining us today, Siobhan. Thank you so much for having me. It's really great to have you. And I should say that I can personally attest to Siobhan's unwavering support as a practice tutor, as I spent a very enjoyable few weeks on placement in Donegal in 2018. <laughs> and you've left, you left a lasting impression for you and your peer. <laughs> so to begin, can you tell us a little bit about your background in SLT, your work to date, and maybe why you think you were nominated for the IASLT Awards? So I graduated from UCL in London in 2000 and I continued to work in London after that um, initially in mixed post uh, adult and peds um, stayed there until 2005 and then decided to come back to Ireland to work and took up a post here in Donegal I had done a brief stint in St James's in Dublin and the Masher um, so yeah came, moved back to Donegal uh, November 2005 and I uh, was in a mixed post like I say which um, having come from I was in a paediatric post in London um, previous to moving so it was a bit of a shock to the system to come back into adults again um, and since July last year I'm back in paediatrics only um, personally I feel I couldn't give 100% to both um, given the, the numbers, it was 99% paediatric caseload and, and that 1% of, adult, of adults was um, just difficult to keep up with. Um, I took up the practice tutor post in October 2007. So I've been in that um, since then as well. Um, in terms of clinical, I love my clinical work. Um I'm also very passionate about professional supervision um, as well as the practice education side. But I think the professional supervision is a is a vital component of, of our work to make sure that everybody can provide a service that is of the highest standard. Great. And as we all know, our practice changed dramatically in 2020 um, with the COVID-19 pandemic. So it brought along a lot of challenges for SLT between redeployment and then also for student placements being put on hold. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about um, your process of keeping placements going throughout the pandemic? Okay. As you say, everything closed down. So many of us were redeployed to um, testing and, and tracing. Um, uh, so it impacted in the sense that there were no face-to-face cl -face clinics going on for students to, to come into. So um, in June, we were provided with the Attend Anywhere platform licenses. 
um, and I started speaking with Laura Loftus, the SLT PEC in Galway, about what we could do, what 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 the options were. So we um, we decided that we would trial a remote placement, um, not having been done before in Ireland. I had done a similar. I had done a remote placement in the UK as part of my own um, undergrad course. It wasn't called a remote placement at the time, but it was. I was in one place and the the, the clinician was in another place, so it essentially was a remote placement. Um, so yeah, we um, managed to get while the placement was going on. Actually, we managed to get the students' licenses as well, which made it easier for us to be able to coordinate things. But essentially. The uh, SLT students stayed on campus in Galway and we facilitated them from clinic in Donegal whilst our clients were at home. Um, it was it was it was challenging, but it was also very exciting. And it was this just this new way of working um, and just all the new skills that were required, the, the managing the platform, providing the new resources, creating the new resources, um, and then seeing whether this would work or not. Um, and it was the students took it on. They were they were very enthusiastic about it. And thankfully, the clinicians that signed up to help me thought that they didn't think I was crazy. Well, they didn't in the beginning. They probably did as they were going through the placement. Um, but we managed really well. Students managed really well. We were able to sign off on on all competencies by the end of the placement. Um, we were able to carry out um, scene exams via the video platform. Um, parents were delighted with the service they were getting from students, but that is usually the case anyway, because just the students are a new face and they're always so keen to make nice, interesting resources that sometimes the children or the, the clients in general don't get the experience of from us because we just pull out the same old thing that would well I wouldn't say we do that all the time but sometimes we rely on the same things um but yeah students have always got a new a new perspective so clients were really um appreciative of the fact that they could get a service um and at no stage did anyone refuse working with a with a student online to the point where uh, I remember specifically one parent saying, he asked what stage was the student at in her course? And, and I said, she's, she's third year, I think. And he went, I can't believe that. I would have thought she was qualified. So it, it just, it didn't impact on the relationship with the client, with the carers. It didn't impact on the standard of this, the service that was being delivered in any way. So it, that was really reassuring. That's amazing. Um, and, you know, not an easy thing to do to yeah. set all of that up. I'm sure all the students were appreciative. They didn't have to put their their course on hold, you know, as That's well. it. And not even, you know, you had the safety aspect. People weren't mixing with people they didn't know. Students had also the benefit of not having to look for accommodation. They were able to stay put. No travel involved resources that were easily put together that didn't have to be printed and laminated and cut out so I, th I think it was a, a big win um at the, in that pers that perspective um that there was, was much less cost involved for them yeah 
And then aside from being practice tutor, I know that you also volunteer on the staff grade HSC interview panel. Can you just talk us through your work on that a little bit and maybe how it helps to guide your work in supporting students to achieve clinical competencies? Well, it's, it's lovely to have that firsthand experience and to be able to say what it's like when they go into that room or when they appear on the screen, what it's going to look like. And also that they're hearing it from someone who is on the other side of the table or on the other side of the screen, that it's not what we hope that they're saying, but it is actually what they're going to experience, you know, that we are there to encourage them and entice them to to, to provide the, the right information and that we're not there to, as a stumbling block or to trick them in any way. And if they're prompted to ask for more to think about it. So it, it's that firsthand experience that I find is useful to, to pass on. Um, and then, you know, as with any clinician, I would imagine in, in the country, they're keen to, to get the students onto these panels so that their potential um candidates for employment in the not too distant future so I'm sure it happens everywhere where we all help them um, in terms of answering what kind of questions might come up but like I say the first-hand experience is is invaluable um, and it's also it's also empowering as the clinician who does it you know it, it's so lovely to be able to get that information out of a candidate on the panel and, and or on the, the interview and help them just show what their knowledge is and hopefully get them as far up the, the panel as possible. Yeah, and I'm sure they're really appreciative of all that inside info. <laughs> <laughs> as far as the inside info can go. Yeah. <laughs> and then I suppose from that, what would be your advice, maybe for, for both sides, for the student SLTs and then also for practice educators when they're entering into a placement? Any top tips that you might give okay all right the top tips have got to be to be organized it, it is essential um as the practice educator you cannot expect to be going through the same number of appointments on a daily basis when you have a student particularly the this uh, for the bscs the the second years sometimes the third years you know once once you have a fourth year established on placement then they are more independent um, and the same with the master's students, the closer they are to graduation, they are more independent, but initial placements require that a bit of extra time to encourage the self-reflection. Um, uh, but yeah, to be organized and to to be realistic with what you're expecting of yourself as the clinician and what you're expecting of the student on placement. Um, and talking about the organization it's the same thing for the students just be organized know what's expected of you um and be accepting of the feedback that's a big thing you know the feedback is not a criticism it is to it's to empower you it's to encourage the self-reflection um and it is to develop your skills that's that's the only purpose of that feed those feedback sessions after your your clinical session. Yeah, and I think from my own experience of both sides as well, the organization is, is a great tip. It's key. Yeah, definitely. And what is it that you find most rewarding about being a practice educator or a practice tutor? That list is probably quite long. Um, I don't know. And I don't know what I'd put at the top of it. I love 
being in the position to to and I won't say pass on knowledge, but be able to um, encourage the student to realize how much knowledge they have um, and be able to support them to see their their skills developing from the start of a placement through to the end of a placement and the impact those skills have on the clients, the difference they can make to the clients on a daily basis. Um, but just the fact that they're, they're progressing, you know, every student makes, makes progress from one day to the next, not even from start to the end of placement, but from one day to the next. Um, so I find, I find that really rewarding. I also love the fact that I have instant access to up-to-date information without having to go off looking for it myself. I think that's invaluable. Um, you know, looking through those session plans and it's wow, that's that's new. And and I'm I'm gaining from it as well as the student student gaming gaining from it. Um I also love my clients to have someone new to work with as opposed to looking at me from one end of the year to the next. Um, yeah, it's just that list could go on and on and on about the the things that I find rewarding about about being a practice tutor. I also love um, the the role within the college, you know, contributing to the development of the practice ed module, um, changes that can be made and how those changes might work or how they we might find them challenging. Um, and then seeing them through and you know working out have they worked have they not worked but um, thankfully so far all the changes have have had positive outcomes and that is so important to have someone you know active in in clinical practice contributing to to the structure of it all and then finally I know that um yeah so you've just finished your your studies so congratulations and I'm sure it wasn't easy to balance that with your full-time post can you tell us a little bit about the course and maybe how it will impact on your SLT practice? So it was the uh, Digital Trans- Health Transformation, MSC, uh, that's based in UL. A really interesting course. Worlds away from SLT. Um, there is lots of of words and, and modules that I had no idea what, what it was about when I started. Um, but very interesting. Um, as part of the course, we do a project. Um, so my project was uh, looking at a placement management system for HSCP students. Um, and initially, the idea was that it would tie in with the remote placement and trying to expand on that. Um, but it became very apparent very early on in my research that the issue wasn't necessarily um, finding people willing to do remote placement, but finding people to do any kind of placements. The same this the the same um, situation has been experienced by um, OT by physio in terms of uh, recruit, recruiting clinicians to facilitate placement. So, um, what I loved about doing the project, I was looking into practices in the UK and the States and in Australia and how they're similar or different to what we do here. Um, and very interestingly, liaising with PECs and the universities and getting the, the perspective, their perspective and getting the perspective of clinicians on the ground and the students in terms of what might be needed to make the whole system 
e- more accessible and easier for everyone. Um, and that 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 there is um, accountability on everyone's part in terms of um, offering and being in a position to be able to offer. You know, it's not just that easy to offer a placement. You need to have the accommodation. You need to have the resources. You need to have the time. So it's 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 for everyone. There's a role for everyone in practice education, and I think that that is really what was driven home with me to to me as part of my project that that we all play a really important part in making sure that this happens, that it um, will continue to happen. You know, courses are increasing their numbers rather than decreasing their numbers. So the numbers of placements that are needed going forward is going to increase rather than decrease. So um, looking at something that can make that part easier for everyone um, was basically my project um, and and hopefully it hasn't it hasn't stopped. It's it's still and it's still in the pipeline. So hopefully we'll see changes um come about as a result of that. And that's all really interesting and I'm sure really valuable insights for, for liaising with universities yourself. Definitely, yeah, yeah. But very interesting. You know, I think sometimes we think um that the issue is just with our own discipline, but it you know the the project taught me that it, it's not just our discipline that are struggling with practice ed placements that it's it's across the board okay yeah yeah so the the same issues <laughs> yeah yeah okay well thank you so much Siobhan it's been really lovely catching up with you and thank you so much for taking the time to chat congratulations again both on finishing your course and also on your award for SLT support and mentor and thank you. And lovely, so lovely to see you again. And obviously, <laughs> you're very welcome to come to Donegal at any stage if you decide to change location. <laughs> but actually, I should have said that in terms of the rewarding part. It's it's about meeting the students, getting them through, not us, getting them through placement themselves, getting them through placement, but then seeing them work in their work environment and, and seeing how they've progressed through their careers. It's lovely. Oh, <laughs> thank you. So you can listen back to our podcasts by following our social media channels on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook or by searching IASLT in conversation on Spotify.